Welcome back to episode 23 of the Service Design Podcast. This is the fourth episode in the series in which we talk to the winners of the Service Design Awards. Today, we're speaking to Hunin Park, who won the Student Award for Business Innovation in the Private Sector for the project Smart Black Taxi Service at RCA London. joined by uh, Hunim. Am I saying this right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're talking to you because uh, you and your team are one of the winners of uh, the Student Service Designer Award. And uh, we're going to ask you all about that uh, to learn about that. But before we get started, could you please uh, introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Hunim. I'm from originally South Korea. At the moment, I'm doing a PhD in uh, service design at the Royal College of Arts. My subject is that how cartography and the service design are working together, basically the building up the framework for the mobility service. Okay. And uh, the project, you uh, didn't work on that uh, yourself. Could you briefly uh, say something about your team members? Myself as a team leader and then two the master student from the service design at RCA. Uh, one is Taeyeon Park and the other one is Colin. We worked almost uh, four months working with the TFL to tackle with the London air pollution issues. And uh, the, our service, uh, which is a flow, is the service that tackle with the air pollution in London issue as well as uh, help the black taxis and drivers. Now, simply, um, that's the simply, um, that's the what the flow trying to solve the problem in the uh, city of London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea that you started from this very big problem that almost all cities all over the world have, so air pollution. But then you came up with a quite a specific uh, solution for that. Could you uh, introduce the solution to our listeners? So what did you design uh, for those taxi drivers? When we have the brief from TFL, their biggest, as a public agency, their biggest concern was the high bed pollution in London. And uh, we started to looking at, uh, okay, what is the most biggest and most problematic uh, the behavior as well as the most problematic uh, pollutants in London? And uh, what we understood is that the PM10, which is the really uh, causing the lung disease and the bad health issue to the people. And one of the vehicles, which is the, the, the user of the road, was the black taxis. And uh, when we see the black taxis on the road, we found that, okay, most of them, almost like half of them is being driving on the road, being empty. And we curious about why. And we started from that kind of questions. And then, okay, how we can change that kind of the um, pollutant behavior. So we spoke to almost like a seven, over 70 black taxi drivers, why they, what's their habits, what's their normal behavior, uh, finding the passengers, as well as what is the problems. And the one thing we found critically uh, with things that issue is that they are kind of the people who are 
driving, like、uh, just drive drifting on the road to get a chance by the passengers' hailings. So from that point, we started to okay. Can you just slightly change that behavior? Can you just slightly nudge that behavior and change some kind of the for some kind of the、uh, solution? To change those behavior, that was the starting point of the project, and we try to design some kind of platforms so that they can make、uh, their own decisions, informed decision, by receiving、uh, the most important、uh, notifications, which is related to their daily job. Basically, that was the、uh, starting point and the starting point of the solution, finding solutions. What kind of decisions did you find out that were relevant for the taxi drivers? So, what kind of data did they need to make the right decisions? At the moment, comparing like Uber driver, they are people who knows the London very well.、So、they know the, all the details, and then basically in their brain, they have the. The detailed map in their brain. The problem is that,、uh, according to the taxi driver, what they said is that since almost twenty months ago, since Uber released their market, they kind of suffer from finding passengers. And what they do is they、uh, use the like other Uber-like app,、uh, such as Halo or My Taxi or any kind of the、um, the application to help. Them to find the passengers, but it doesn't really work because they are people who are not employed by the company. They are kind of the self-employed people, and they work as a like routine. They have like their their own routines, and. What they did is that、uh, if they knows there's a high traffic on the certain road, or if there's kind of the、um, the events and the people's、uh, a crowd of people's are waiting there, if they know that kind of thing, they can make a better decisions because、uh, what we understood from、uh, the interview from many of the taxi driver, they are not really. Digitalize the people. They not really rely on the application, although they use the application, but they don't rely on that. So we decided, okay, like a one-to-one match, such a, a similar option like Uber, it wouldn't be working for them. So we try to offer those relevant the data, so they can make their own decision. Okay, I'm going to that route, or I'm going to avoid that route. That kind of the decision they can make. That's the basic design decisions, as well as the data.、Uh, what we decided is based on their the needs through the interviews, such as unexpected、uh, road conditions or such event time ending time. That kind of thing was the major data that they wanted.、Mm-hmm. That makes me think of a, a little bit of something I once heard a, a fireman talk about. I was listening to a talk by a fireman who was also a software developer, and he wanted to make a routing app for firemen. And what he learned there is that they didn't want to rely on technology、mm-hmm. fully, so they wanted to also have the maps、uh, of the city in their brains, but just wanted an assistant、yes. that could help、uh, predict things, but not. Yeah, they wanted to be able to do it still without technology. So, yeah, one major reason is that black taxi driver being a self-employed, they don't 
rely on any kind of the uh, company. Also, uh, individual driver, they are all in some way they are all competitor each other, <laughs> and they at least they uh, have they have like almost ten years experience. So we thought it's very hard to change their behavior using just apps. So it's better them to make their own decisions based on the current the road conditions. So rather than giving some kind of information, okay, you go the road A, you turn and run turn right, you turn left. That kind of the Uber like uh, the information is better than okay. At the moment, certain road, there's kind of unexpected uh, events, unexpected uh, road work, that kind of information. If we provide that, they can make their own decision based on their knowledge. So what we try to do is that, uh, okay, we're not going to uh, provide a fully uh, functional or fully uh, like Uber-like uh, application for them, but we provide the core information so they can make own decisions with informed knowledge. So that's basically uh, how we uh, try mm-hmm. to solve the problem. <laughs> nice. And did you already uh, check the designs with the taxi drivers? We have uh, tested a few, few times with the taxi drivers. First, actually, before we designed the digital version of the application, we actually tried to provide the information in the physical way, such as like putting the post uh, nearby the main stations, but it doesn't really work. Um, we, we actually tried several ways. And then what we found is that, okay, rather than providing some kind of the fully functional application, maybe it's probably hyper-local information would be the working. So that's why the application is providing such a, the information rather than navig type directions. So probably we tried like uh, four times and also uh, had a, like a focus group of where, which design, which information is works for, for best for them. So what we also uh, concerns, the taxi driver, while they are driving uh, with the passenger, in legally they cannot actually looking at the, um, or touching the mobile phones. So maybe we can try to convert those kind of information over the voice. So basic the design was to deliver the information based on their situation or the circumstance. When they have like a drive, when they when they are driving with the customer, we can turn as a voice or we can provide some visual information, like a visual applications uh, when they are not really driving. So that's kind of the option we tested and it's kind of works well while we're doing the interview with the taxi drivers. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? <laughs> Yes, 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 it does. <laughs> I was wondering, is it really only a solution for taxi drivers or do you think other like drivers with a personal car would also be able to use it? I think it's general idea that the basic idea is works for everybody. But the, one of the concerns that black taxi drivers was they are very closed community. So what they said to us is, They don't want to release those kind of information to the other people because they feel uh, maybe Uber driver or other uh, private hire vehicle driver may use the same um, information or same applications. 
based on the finding what they actually offer. So at the moment, it's only the black taxi community. However, technically, it can be applied for anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking about a concrete problem I often have. Like I live in uh, Antwerp, close to the biggest European uh, concert hall. And sometimes when there is a concert, even like two hours before, it's horror to uh, go with the car to my house. And I normally, I always check it beforehand. And then I just go to the, the website of the concert hall to see that there is a concert, but it would be really valuable to just know beforehand when I would get in the car, like, hey, don't uh, take that exit of the yeah. highway because you will be stuck for one hour. <laughs> and that's information now that, yeah, Waze is doing this a little bit, but also not very accurate because they just base themselves on the current uh, data and they don't know when the concert will start and when the people will have to be present in the concert hall. So I, I was just thinking that uh, I would like this data as well and also uh, so to make a good decision on how to get home uh, earlier. Yeah, that's the most passenger and driver's ones, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, did you find the, the taxi drivers to be very willing to help you in testing the platform, etc.? Or were they hard to get? I'm wondering, did they, for instance, see this as a way to help them uh, compete with Uber and that sort of things? What they said to us that as long as that this platform is not open to Uber or any other competitor, they they are quite happy to go ahead and then they kept ask us when is when when is the due date or launching date of using this uh, platform because whatever the application they use such as my my taxi or hello or any other uh, similar service they have to pay two things one for subscription fee. The other one is kind of the margins from their fare by uh, using that particular service. So if we kind of offer minimum amount of the subscription fee, they are really, really willing to use this service because whatever method, whatever application they have to use, they have to pay. And are the black taxi drivers uh, combined in one big company so that they can create an application such as this together? Or how does that work? How are they organized, these taxi drivers? At the moment, they don't have like such a big company, but there's kind of the unions. So such a legal issue or kind of the community they needed. Um, Only the particular circumstance, they kind of were getting the um, help from the union. But at the moment, they are working as almost individuals. Um, They kind of the... One of the TechSafe UK union, uh, TechSafe UK, that is the application that's built by uh, one of the taxi driver union. However, that application doesn't really provide the information that they really needed. And uh, when we spoke to the taxi applications, uh, taxi UK applications, they were thinking maybe our service can be part of their existing services. So we can launch a completely new service or we can be part of the existing service as an add-on service. So we see that there's a high possibilities and impact on the markets. Could you explain us a little bit more how your design process went? So you already said that you interviewed 70 taxi drivers how did you start the project and uh, what kind of steps did you uh, take? 
Yeah, firstly, uh, we went out. Basically, we were just went out towards the pollutant area, and then we just observed uh, what's the road conditions and who are the main pollutant contributors. And we picked uh, um, the black taxi drivers, and uh, we started to hire people by describing, like hailing, like a customer. And then we just started the conversation with them, um, such as, why are you kind of the, doing the drifting in the road, on the road? And then what kind of the solution, what kind of the information you need? Kind of the start, like it's very much semi-structured interview we started with. And then, like magically, they are really, really, give us insightful the feedbacks and then the comments because most of them they face they uh, their job is based on the luck as well as they need something but they can't really find it and on top of that their job is under the risk because of the uber on the their market so they were really really happy to give us their feelings, their problems, their concerns, and then what they really, really wanted. So we collate those kind of the feedback. I think it's, it's pretty much over the 70s week. The number of the 70 people are all record number of the people is 70, but um, it's more than that. And uh, we collate those uh, feedbacks and then check the what is common issues and what is common needs that they had. So we narrow it down, okay, their job is on risk and it's based on the luck because of uh, road condition is unpredictable. And second, their current notification that they have is very much uh, minimum and is outdated. So they need a kind of a real-time information. So that's the example. And we collate them and then we just try to come up with some kind of a designing the ideas, coping up the idea. Okay, if one of the concern is road condition, which is unpredictable uh, road condition, then you can provide the road conditions, which they cannot see right now, but we can provide those kind of the, the condition because of they have the uh, kind of the um, small community, like a Twitter feed community, but that is not the um, big community. So only they have uh, several communities, Twitter communities feeding, okay, where that particular area of the London, there's kind of the road works, there's a big accidents. They share the information within small community. We can take that on um, into the, the our service. So that kind of the solutions, yeah, that kind of the, the solution we combine into the um, the idea and try to build up which way or which um, the design outcome could be the best way to deliver their needs. That's the how we approached into the design outcome. After you finished the project at uh, your uh, college, did uh, did the project live on in any way? What project? You mean the live? Actually, launch. Yeah, I mean, is it still being uh, being worked on? Uh, did Taxi App UK, for instance, take uh, take it on to develop it? Or I'm wondering about that. <laughs> I think it is still uh, open discussion uh, because several companies actually approached us, but the problem for us was they wanted to seal. Uh, they wanted to create like an NDA. <laughs> so they don't want to, as long as they, we work with 
such an agency or such a uh, firm uh, who actually build in real life, they don't want us to open this kind of idea to anywhere. So we kind of decided, okay, that is not the way. So there's still opportunity at TechSame UK or any other company who approached us, but we think that rather than create and then building up as a business model and then like a startup, maybe it's better just leave it and that Ed developed the idea and further maybe we can when, when we're ready um we can maybe we can just uh, build ourselves. That's the current uh, status what we are at the moment. Do you think uh, it can be copied to other cities and other countries or is it very specifically based on uh, London? I think uh, it can be uh, applies other cities as well. Maybe not every city, but particularly uh, London, it works. Any other city who has the like Uber driver, then it can work because that they that city will be suffer from the changing the systems. So that means there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. If you look at your uh, design process you went through, is there something you would have done differently? Something you thought that that didn't go really well and next time I would do it this way? That's a good point, actually. <laughs> In terms of the design process, we thought that uh, the order of step would work very smoothly. But what we find out was, okay, without uh, really knowing the user's real needs, it wouldn't work. Because when we try the first design concepts, the, our users um, keep talking about, uh, is it really working? Is it really working? And then, uh, is it really solve my issue? And uh, um, that kind of thing, what we feel is that, like, um, our design outcome, the, the first design outcome wouldn't really solve that problem. But that's why we started re-interviewing the people and then what is the, their real pain. And then we can able to define and narrow it down. Okay, there's uh, like almost a 15 ideas or solutions to solve this problem, but that's not the uh, priority. So let's prioritize based on their real needs. So we prioritize three main ideas so i think that that was um, pretty works so rather than solving every kind of the problems but to select a high priority then eventually minor priority also be part of the solutions so um you're studying at uh, the rca um what made you make the decision to go and study there coming from korea <laughs> Uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> well, when I came to the UK back in 2004, I was uh, really wondered to probably add one for the cultural um, learning as well as the, my maybe I can learn from some kind of the, um, well, basically, it was quite a long time. And then I initially thought I want to study in media study in uh, Westminster University. After that, I had a good chance to working in here as a digital marketing manager. And uh, it was almost a 10 years of working experience. But I feel like, you know, it's personal issue. One side of me is the marketing, digital marketing. 
the other side is that the, the design. So I was really, really um, struggle. Okay, where is the or how can I combine those two extreme into the one pot? And then suddenly I found out okay, service design, which is the um, is a mixture of the all different disciplines as well as the marketing thinkings as well as the design thinking. So, okay, uh, 10 years enough, and then maybe um, I can combine those all my previous experience into the one field, one one port. So, yeah, I thought that um, probably I stopped working now and then um, I take more time. I think about what really, really interests me and then what I really, really like. Yeah, that was the main reason I... Um, just changed my career and uh, stopped working and then became to the uh, academic again. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is the biggest difference in uh, what you learn now about service design and what you were applying in your uh, digital marketing uh, manager position? There is overlap, but the approach is different. When I working in such a um, the global corporate my roles and then most biggest concern in terms of the company is the creating the um the value which is a financial values however i thought um, that is not really good things for long terms that was a struggle point and then when i came to the um i see especially for the service design there's a certain terms certain on uh, the logic which is uh, quite similar to the marketing digital marketing However, it's much more user or human-centered approach, uh, which is really, really I like. And uh, it's not only looking for the design, but it also looking for the whole systems. So it gives me to gives me the view to see the holistic system, so that I can satisfy not only for the user but the different stakeholders. So that was the um, yeah big difference in comparing working in a corporate in marketing manager and uh, do you know if there are uh, places where you can study service design in korea there is but not phd levels mostly at the moment they might have the, the new course or new agenda but in back in 2014 uh, when i came to the uh, rca it was more likely um design management in south korea but there's kind of the noise or um, positive noise and the sound of the service design need in market as well as the academics so you won the awards together with your team what does this uh, mean to you guys did it change something teams <laughs> It's very difficult to working alone, especially for the service design the discipline. Everybody has a different uh, skill set and knowledge. And uh, working as a team is really supportive, as well as we can divide such a, we can divide, uh, three of us can divide each role and we can collate them as well. So I think it's, uh, it's from a service design perspective, it doesn't uh, make sense working alone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, did uh, winning the awards, uh, did it change something for you? You know, frankly speaking, uh, when I persuade to submit the, uh, our project to the um, SDN, we didn't really expect. But what was my major interest was, okay, 
I lead this project, and then、uh, this project based on my research framework. And I wanted to. I just wonder whether this、uh, thinking makes sense to the other people, and also wanted to have the comments or the feedback from out there, which is the professional world. And when we notified and shortlisted, we said, "Oh, okay, it's, it's okay, good." And then、um, <laughs> it become a finalist. Oh my god! And then become a winner.、Um, it's completely unexpected, but it was really telling us that okay, we did something right. And then our approach we have taken、um, is valuable. <laughs> So and now you're working as a PhD student at RCA. Still, could you tell us a little bit about what you're working on now? I'm working on the map service. Basically, I'm taking that the cartography as well as the、uh, service design, and also the digital platform. I see that、uh, there's over conceptual over three of the different fields. So I'm trying to merge those two. And three different area, you know, using the maps. So for me, is map is the、um, object for the service design, as well as service design is a new discipline to help the cartography. That's basically how I、uh, position myself. Do you have some other examples next to the taxi driving case that you could tell a little bit more about on how your approach that you're researching works? For me, the, our solution, which is the flow, is the, another type of maps. The maps,、uh, from my perspective, is not the architectural the maps, but it's invisible. But it's the、uh, platforms and it's data sets, which can be really fluid and it can be changeable based on what you just needs. Well, it's a hard question. <laughs> I think that、uh, for the Uh, future products as well. I think that I see uh, probably uh, map as、uh, the digital platforms and、uh, probably、um, the platform they can see the、um, the whole spectrum of the uh, urban and、um, flow, urban、um, how the urban works.、Um, that's how I see at the moment. I don't know whether it makes sense. <laughs> I'm thinking we are also doing a project on mobility in the city of Antwerp, so it's the second biggest city in Belgium, I think. And、um, uh, what we are doing there is、uh, we created an、uh, application which is called Smart to Antwerp, and actually everyone who travels towards Antwerp they could check it, and then they get like an overview of which、uh, transportation means、uh, would be the best combination. So sometimes it's you can take the train, and then you can like、uh, take the、uh, rental city bikes、uh, to your location. Sometimes it's the car, and you park it next to the highway. Then you can take a tram. So it makes all these smart combinations. And I'm wondering if that would be something which is also Linked to your PhD, or is there something that we could learn? Yeah, that's definitely linked to my PhD. <laughs> yeah, also the the links to the the flow service as well, because the、um, we see that the, this project see the different level of the、um, expansions. The first we tackle with air pollution issue as well as serve the purpose for the black taxi driver. However, the second place we may think about okay. The black taxis and then、uh, most of the car become、uh, electronic. Then the city needs to consider electric charging point. 
that means they need the data. So we can the, our service by using our service, we can add, we can on, we can learn more data. Where is the best part to install the internal charging point system? As well as the third place, uh, the in terms of a policymaker or city perspective, they need to see, they need to consider multimodal transportations. So we see the different scales, which is part of my PhD. So I think the um, yeah, it's quite interesting project you are doing, and quite I see that there's quite related to current uh, my PhD. <laughs> Let's talk about it later uh, more into detail. <laughs> sure. <laughs> So th thank you very much for taking the time to tell us all about uh, about your project. Is there anything you'd like to say to uh, service design students who, who have just started? Some valuable tips? What I heard from uh, most of the students, not only just RCA, but that they, may, they basically have a different background, a different skill sets, a different knowledge. But at some point, it's useful to think in terms of rather than on the operation levels, because sometimes they are service design uh, students, they, they are quite struggle. Okay, I'm the junior level, I'm the just middleweight level. But the services design the, the, it itself is looks like it's quite higher levels uh, decisions or C levels people can do. I kind of agree somehow, also disagree. Someone who had like a, a longer experience, they may think a different way adapting service design to apply uh, their the decisions. But like a junior levels or who just started to working in service design, it's still very much valuable to think and focus how service design can actually solve the problem for the users rather than aesthetically uh, focus on okay application or programming or single discipline. Service design is set of methodologies. It's prior to um, the knowledge, it's prior to the skills, as well as the mindset of the people. So don't be frightened. <laughs> Just enjoy. <laughs> that's some nice advice. I think that's definitely something service design shows is that yeah, everybody has a voice in design uh, and has value to bring. So thank you very much. Where can people find more about uh, this project or more about you online? You mean the Flow project? Oh, uh, where, where could they find uh, information? Oh, 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 okay. Oh, no, we haven't really built up uh, the, the, our project in much details. Only we share the information with the Subdivision Network. But uh, well, if anyone wanted, we can provide, we can share the details of the, our projects. Mm -hmm. And if people surf to the Service Design Network website and search for the award finalists and winners, they will find a, a, a good page that explains a lot about your project as well. So uh, definitely go and check that out, people. Okay. Great. Thanks a lot for the conversation and good luck with uh, your PhD. Thanks a lot. Because it's, it's been almost like a year ago, and then I forgot a lot. <laughs> That's a long time since you uh, handed in the award. <laughs> okay, well, all the best, and uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Bye. Thanks a lot. The Service Design Podcast was brought to you by the Service Design Network and Night Moves. 
For more information, previous episodes, or to join the conversation, please visit servicedesignpodcast.com. For more information about the Service Design Network, visit service-design-network.org. And for Night Moves, visit nightmoves.be. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to this podcast. The intro and outro music is from If the Stars Grow Dim Tonight by Hydrogen C, featuring I Will, I Swear. Until next time.